Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org, where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Eric. Eric, are you unmuted? Yeah, you're. Oh, there you go. There you go. You're good. You're good, Eric. Good to go. Wow, I just it, as you were talking, it kicked me out and then right back in. Um, so, did you ask me to speak, or <laughs> where are we? <laughs> yes, I asked you to speak. You're all good to go. Sorry. Thank you. Hi, everybody. My name is Eric B. Also reader. Uh, so good to be here tonight. I'm really grateful to uh, to uh, be asked to share at the uh, Light a Candle meeting. I attended this once before, and it's a very good meeting. So grateful to be here, and, and happy birthday, and welcome back, and hello to the newcomers. You guys rock. What a great, great meeting, great fellowship. So more about me. <laughs> um, I, um, I was in a program uh and worked my program to the point where i realized I, I finally realized where my my eating started um it wasn't really difficult to find that out but you know i never thought about it prior to i just i never knew that there was a start date basically for my disease um but it started just before my fifth birthday when my mom and dad decided to separate and i went to go live with my uh, stepmother and her children well I was almost five. They were actually already married and perhaps some of them were separated too. Um, and uh, also I'm the product of the other woman. And uh, my dad, my dad, God bless, God rest his soul. God rest your soul, dad. Uh, he was very friendly. He liked people a lot. So I've got eight brothers and sisters, all half. <laughs> <laughs> very friendly guy but uh so you know that's my that's my upbringing that's what that's that's my life you know that's what started my compulsion prior to that i know that i didn't have a problem with this you know i saw pictures and and i have a memory that goes back that far i know it wasn't an issue but when i was taken away from my mom and told i can't talk to her for a while um that was very traumatic for me and um and i had to figure out how to survive how do you survive the day uh, when you're four years old <laughs> and you've got all these really, really big feelings that you don't know what to do with. Well, I recommend eating because that's what I did. I started to eat not because I was hungry, but because um, I, I, I needed to deal with and the day, make it through the day. How do you get through your 24 hours? Well, I started eating a little bit more food and a little bit more food and it felt a little better. You know, it was, it was good. It was a good thing. And so I, you know, I, I, I cemented the foundation for my future as a compulsive overeater. You're very welcome disease. There you go. Shout out to my disease. And, uh, and so I gained weight, um, like I do and, um, God bless all the, all the wonderful boys and girls at elementary and junior high. who was quick to point out that I was gaining weight, that I was heavier than others so so grateful for the attention that was given to me so early on just to really help to really grow that disease you know 
And so, you know, my whole, my whole thing in life was to isolate and compulsively overeat. And it was very difficult, you know, to do that as a child. I didn't have a job, so I just couldn't, I couldn't like drive to a fast food place, you know? So I had to figure things out, which I did. And uh, I snuck food, I stole food. I did a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, is questionable. I, I ate food out of the trash can, you know? If it was, if it was good, I, you know, I said, well, that's, it can't be bad. It's gotta be a good thing, right? So I did all those things and, um, and, uh, I also didn't want to be this way, you know. I knew that I was different. I knew that it's not normal to walk into a stranger's house and and have have difficulty hearing them because I see food on the table and I'm trying to devise a way in my head to get that food without being noticed, you know. So like, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Yeah, good to see you too. Yeah, I'm so great grateful that I get to see you today, you know. Look over there. Yoink, <laughs> you know, anything, anything I could do to get that food, because after a time, it wasn't about just having some food. It was, there was never enough. I needed this magical big portion. It's, it's, it's much bigger than your portion, by the way, but it's even bigger than that. You know, it's, 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 it's just never ending. I, I was never satiated. I was never, I was never, oh my gosh, I'm full. I was just, I was always thinking about what, you know, what's, where's my next bite coming from? How am I going to get more food? you know, and I started in on these uh, diets, you know, um, and I don't know if many of you know about these, these diets that they had back in the 70s, you know, Bruce Jenner was on the Wheaties box and they, and Jacqueline had a bunch of European health spas everywhere and they had all these great diets to try and do as a child that if I was thin, then I would be happy. Now, nobody told me that. I knew that. I wasn't asking. I knew that to be true because I watched TV. There was a half hour television show in which time there would be a problem resolution and, you know, some commercials or whatever. And everybody was happy and thin, you know. And so thin is happy. Let's get thin. Find the magic diet. Find the exercise regimen, you know. But all I knew how to do was isolate and compulsively overeat. That was pretty much all I knew how to do. So trying to figure out the diet was, was, was my main goal. And so one of the, one of my favorite ones was, you know, before it was a horrible and debilitating disease, it was a delicious caramel. Yes. AIDS, my friends, AIDS was a delicious caramel also came in chocolate. And then what you do, you ingest this and then it would go to, down into your tummy and expand. And then you overcome your spiritual malady or, you know, just finish the entire box. And then there was this other thing I loved called, um, Sego. Sego. Anybody here? Sego is fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. And what is the slogan? Say it with me. Sego is great for your ego, which is absolutely true. It was great for, I felt fantastic because I was drinking my Sego and with a sandwich was even better. Don't you know? And you know, it was always like that. It was, I don't know if diets work or not. I, Cause I always put my spin on it. You know, didn't tell you to eat the box of AIDS. Didn't tell you to drink Sego with food. I think, I think if I would read the can, it'd probably say, in lieu of food, drink a can of this, skip a meal, you know, talk to your physician, do some light exercise, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that if, if I read any of these diets that they would say something, you know, that would be uh, beneficial to my health. But yeah, no, and I didn't do any of that stuff. And, but I, but I, what I decided was, uh, if I didn't automatically get thin from the thing that I was trying, then the diet failed me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But anyways, so I tried all these things and, and my favorite diets were the all you can eat, all you can eat. Yes, please. Where do I sign up? 
you know, and it didn't really matter what it was. All you can eat, you know, uh, steak, all you can eat pineapple, all you can eat cabbage soup. As long as it said all you can eat in front of the diet, it's got to be good. And I tried all those things and all those things failed miserably. They didn't fail, but you know, you get the gist, you know, and so uh, I got bigger, you know, the program talks about people like me. This is a progressive illness. It gets worse, never better over time. I was getting worse. I was getting worse, you know, and I, and I didn't come to program until 1981, 1981. I came in here. I was 11 years old. I'm 49 now. I was 11 years old and I went to this meeting and I was like, great. There's actually a meeting for this. It's not just a piece of paper or word of mouth. There's actual people that focus on food and weight. So I'm here, give me the magic diet, give me the exercise regimen and I will be on my way. So I sat in the chair and we went around the circle and they were talking, talking, talking. I'm 11, mind you, but there, what I heard was, you know, higher power and relationships and my job and God and steps. And I'm thinking, Wow, what a huge waste of time. So that was it for that career of OA. I was like, you guys really have no idea what it what it takes to be thin. <laughs> you just don't what you should have told me that before I came in and wasted my hour and a half out of my 11-year-old existence. Not can't get that time back. So, you know, waste of time. Didn't come back to OA until I was 15. 15, I checked myself into an eating disorders treatment facility. At this eating disorders treatment facility, they took us back to OA. And I didn't, re I didn't put two and two together till uh, actually a few years later, in fact. I didn't realize that that one meeting that I was at was an OA meeting. And, uh, uh, but they took us to meetings every day. And they took us to this meeting at this place in um, Placentia Linda, California, the Placentia Linda Hospital. Uh, not Placentia Linda, Placentia, California, Placentia Linda Hospital. But uh, um, Anyways, back in the 80s, now we're in the 80s now, 80s, uh, it, was, it was amazing that the meetings were huge, no pun intended, but they were just well populated. There was a guy at the podium, and then there was standing room only in the back, and then there was people that, you know, outside the door, just, you know, just kind of peeking in because the meeting was so packed, and, and it was very normal for meetings to be that way back then, and, and uh, uh, it, was, it was just, it was amazing. There's this guy at the, at the podium, and he says, you know, I know that you're here to, to find out all the answers to all your problems. And, and I was at the edge of my seat because this guy also said, I lost weight. He says, you lost weight? Yes, please. Hi, what do you do? What's the magic diet? Where's the exercise regimen? Lay it on me, baby. And uh, uh, he says, you know, this is what you do. Are you ready? I says, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking he's talking to me, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. He says, get a sponsor and follow direction. Okay, and, but that was it. Get a sponsor and follow direction. I can't tell you how angry that made me. What a jerk. Get a sponsor, get us, somebody's gonna tell me what to do? Hello, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna go, hey, could you please help me? And then the stranger tells me what to eat and what meeting to go to and what book to read and what step to be on and all this, hell no. I was in my head, I was furious and screaming at this guy at the podium. You know, I just wanted to go push the podium down and say, look, you don't know what you're talking about. Thanks for wasting my time. But I stayed in program because I was old enough to recognize the fact that 
here and nowhere else, it was okay for me to be a compulsive overeater. It's okay for me to walk into some stranger's house and be, you know, distracted by the food and try to trying to figure out how to get that. It's okay if I ate out of a trash can. It's okay if I stole money to, it's not okay to steal, by the way. It's okay if I stole money so that I can go, you know, purchase extra food because I didn't get enough. I can talk about these things here. Here, it's safe. Here, it's, it's okay to be who I am, and I am a compulsive overeater, you know, and nowhere else would it be okay for me to do that. And I, it, and it was okay that I didn't have a sponsor or have a food plan or a connection with the higher power or work the steps or the traditions or the tools or understand the concepts. It was okay because of our third tradition, which states the only requirement for OA membership is an honest desire to stop eating compulsively. And I had that before I met you guys. You know, I don't want to be this way. That's why I was trying to find the perfect diet, the perfect exercise regimen, you know, and, and it was, and it was enough. It was enough that I just came to meetings. And after I left that eating disorders treatment facility, it's okay that I came to meetings sometimes. It's okay if I called every once in a while or picked up the phone enough. It's okay to do that. I, I found out that I didn't have to work this program just because I knew about it. Just because I knew there were people in recovery didn't mean that I had to hurry up and make it happen for me too. Because I wasn't there yet, you know, and that's okay. So I continued on that life got worse. I checked myself back in the service treatment facility. Oh, there we go. Sorry. I didn't have the ability to unmute myself. <laughs> Everybody okay? They can hear me. We still here. You're still kind of frozen. Yeah, here. You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I'm just going to keep on talking then. I can hear Everybody's see. frozen, but if you can hear me, that's good enough. Yeah, you're coming in loud. Anyways, so you stopped at the facility. Oh, perfect. When you <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry for this internet connection. Okay. So anyways, yeah, I was at the, I, I went, I checked myself back into the facility. Thank you so much for that. And, and, uh, um, at the second time when I came out, um, I, you know, the first time I went in, I was able to lose weight and maintain it. But that was only because I'm a professional dieter, you know, it's not very impressive to lose weight. Um, but, uh, uh, I was, I was gaining weight and, and, and starting to, uh, uh, um, you know, have to buy a bigger size in clothes. And I was like, uh, I can't do that. Can't do that. I can't. So I decided to um, uh, check myself back in and, and uh, it, it just didn't work the second time around. I couldn't get that diet down the second time around, you know, and I kept coming and going to program for a few more years. I didn't actually start working this program in, until 1994. That was the very first time I worked this program. And I worked this program 
with a sponsor who approached me after the meeting. We'll call him Conrad, because that's his name. And Conrad took me through the steps. You know, I mean, really took me through the steps. He came from AA first and realizing that he needed this fellowship. He came over here and he started working this program too. And he, he was great. You know, this guy was so, I mean, he was well, well-rounded as far as the 12 step fellowships go. And he was just really new his stuff and it was great. I, and I, and I was, and I was into it, you know, I was like, wow, this is fantastic. My, my attitude, my behavior, my, my affect, everything had shifted to a, to a more positive uh, outcome, you know, and, and it was, it was, it was amazing. I never felt like this before in my life, you know, and I lost weight, you know, and I became a sponsor and it was, it was, oh my gosh, it was, it was just amazing. It was just amazing, you know, and we continued on this path for a, a good solid year and I'd go to the meetings and I would, you know, just regurgitate the things that he had been teaching me, you know, whatever he said, I, I, I said, you know, whatever he did, I did you know, because I wanted what this guy had. So I was just doing that, you know, and then, and then, you know, I'd go to these meetings and people would say, Hey, Eric, man, wow, you lost a lot of weight. You look fantastic. And I would say, yes, I do look fantastic. Don't I? And they would say, wow, Eric, what, your words were just, just penetrated deep to my soul, man. It was awesome. And I was like, yes, my words are amazing. Aren't they? It was fantastic words. And that was, you know, relapse. I, I started accepting the credit for God's work in my life. And way before I took that first compulsive bite, you know, I, I was already in, into relapse because I, I didn't need you and I didn't need my sponsor. In fact, I fired my sponsor because I had achieved greatness, which I did not. But in my head, I did because I was sponsoring myself. And by a show of hands, has anybody ever sponsored themselves? Anyone? Isn't it amazing? You don't, <laughs> you don't even have to talk to somebody. Should I eat this? Yes, I should. And then you just eat it, you know? Hey, Eric, you're frozen. Oh, I think you just got kicked off. Um, sometimes if you turn the video off and do audio only, that improves the connection. So hopefully he can hop back on shortly. Sorry about that, guys. Okay, can you hear we me? can hear you now. Yes, go for it. I can see some of you, but... today um but so yeah so i was i was sponsoring myself and uh you know and dying <laughs> you know i can't explain it any other way than that because i uh you know i i, I just i can't i can't i can't work this program without help i need your help to do this you know and so um life got worse life got much much worse and uh, continue to do so. And um, I put on a whole bunch of weight. 
um, way more than I'd ever had before. It was, it was all encompassing, you know, it was overwhelmingly. So it was, I couldn't keep up with it. I had never felt depression, uh, anxiety and fear and dread as much as I, I had, I just like, it was, it was like my disease was just really getting empowered the whole time I wasn't engaging in it for that year, you know? And it, and it just, I, I didn't, I, I, I was just amazed. I just looked down. It's like, wow, look at my tummy. Just wow that's i just i'm huge you know and uh i i gained so much weight that it was um it got really bad everybody it got really bad you know i had to make these adjustments i couldn't fit into my car anymore because my stomach was too big so i had to buy an suv and i couldn't i couldn't shower every single day because the the pain from standing up was too great and you know i i continued to I continued to make adjustments until there were no more adjustments to make, you know, and it was, and it was very, 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 very difficult. It was very difficult to exist, you know, and, and the food uh, just kept coming. You know, I did what I know how to do when I'm on my own. I isolate and I compulsively overeat, you know, and that's what I do. I isolate and compulsively overeat without your help, without a higher power, without a sponsor. That's what I do. That's how I survive the day, you know, and it progressively got worse until I was 35 and it was, uh, it was, it was time for me to get a wheelchair because I couldn't, uh, I couldn't walk. I couldn't keep up with the weight gain. I was gaining weight so fast that I needed, I needed support just to get around, you know? And so I came back to program in 2005, you know, I had no intention of staying um, because I know that this would be a waste of my time. I'd done this before, just like any diet, I've done this before. But I, but I, you know, I also knew that there was no other place for somebody like me to go. So came back here only because I wanted to lose weight. I think 50 pounds would have done it. And then I wouldn't have to have a wheelchair, you know. And uh, what ended up happening is I stayed. I stayed in program. I've actually been here, been back this time around since 2005. So it's a little over 15 years now. Um, I've given away 352 pounds. I don't live like a hermit. I, I have, a, you know, I have a wife and two children. I mean, if you would have asked me what, what your life is going to be like in the future, I was like, I don't know, rich and famous, like everybody wants to be me, <laughs> you know, ridiculous things like that. I never thought that I would be, you know, somebody who, you know, actually made a huge impact on, on another person's life or to, to bring children into the world, you know, and have somebody look up at me and say, daddy, wow, you're fantastic and amazing. I just love you because you're my daddy, you know, and they don't know. They don't know the person that, that I was prior to my recovery. And I hope they never meet that guy. You know, uh, I, I love, I love what the program has offered me. I, I love that just simply getting a sponsor and following direction is helping me to take contrary action on a daily basis, you know, to, to, to better myself, to, to live a healthier life. And, and I'm not saying that everything is perfect. It, it, it's not, you know, things are, things get are good and bad and indifferent, but the reality is, is that I get to feel all the feelings of the spectrum and I don't have to be compulsively overeating. In fact, I can be a compulsive overeater today. That's not compulsively overeating, at least for today, you know, but, and I choose to follow my sponsor's direction today, you know, for today, I've been granted, granted the willingness to do so, you know, and, and, uh, I don't know where we are on the time, uh, is the 10 minute bell gone off yet? <laughs> yeah, you'll have until 620. So you have seven more.
Okay, perfect. Thank you. But uh, uh, you know, it's 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 been a wild ride. It really has. You know, this this thing that that uh, that I've been doing all this all this time to to uh, to live is 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 has been uh, just amazing and wonderful and frightening as all get out. You know. But uh, when I when I surrendered to my program to my sponsor, totally surrendered to my sponsor. In fact, you know, everything really turned around in a way that I had never expected. You know, and it's and it wasn't easy to get there because I'm obstinate and I don't like you telling me what to do. I've I've joked about that before many times where I was like, I would like a sponsor who doesn't tell me what to do. That's the sponsor for me. You know, and that that will not work for me <laughs> because I need help a lot of help, you know, and, um, you know what, uh, if you're, if you're new or if you're struggling with the concept of this, of this program, you know, just know that it's, we're just glad that you're here right now. You don't have to, you know, automatically be in recovery just cause you know about this thing. You know, there's a lot of people in this fellowship that are in recovery and there's a lot of great recovery out there to be had, you know? So when you're ready, when you're truly ready for yourself, get a sponsor of all direction. That's really all that we have to offer. You know, and then everything else will make sense. You don't have to know the 12 steps and traditions and concepts and tools today, you know, but when you get a sponsor that all that stuff will work itself out, you know, and, and it's, it, and it's so much more freeing to surrender than it is to continue to fight, to figure out who I am and why I do the things that I do. It's not really relevant, you know, in the light of the fact that it's so much simpler just to follow direction today. So that's my share. Um, I will end right there. And thank you again for letting me speak. I'm really sorry for the poor internet connection. <laughs> thank you so much, Eric. Um, so we have about five minutes left. So for those of you who would like to quest ask questions of our speaker, you can either use the raise hand function, um, which some of you are already doing. So I'm assuming you're all Zoom experts now by this point in quarantine. Um, or if you would like to type your question, you can chat it to me and I'll read it out loud to Eric. So why don't we kick us off um, with Lauren W. I will allow participants to unmute themselves. Lauren, you want to ask your question? Hi, Eric. Thank you so much for your share. Um, my question is, how do you define your higher power and how did you come up with that concept? Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. You know, um, my, my, my higher power is, is, is Jesus Christ. You know, I, 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 I was born into a Catholic family and um, I, I wasn't given a choice with that. When I, when I came into my own and I can make my own decisions, I decided that, uh, you know, um, Christianity is the, is the uh, thing I'd like to do. And how I came there was um, from getting a sponsor and following direction, quite honestly, because I, I had no intention of being one of those people, one of those religious people, you know, that was not attractive to me at all. I made fun of people like me for years. But when God showed himself to me by, you know, taking away that compulsion, the first thing that happened was took away my compulsion. Like I didn't have to compulsively overeat today. I was like, okay, there's God right there boom right in my face you know and he reveals himself to me on a daily basis through the contrary actions that i take anything that's not isolated and compulsively overeating is god great thank you so much our next question will be from jesse l hi eric um thank you so much for your lead um I was wondering if you could talk more about what um, caused your last um, 
returned to OA in 2005 to be different, like that kept you coming back and that really transformed um, not just your disease, but your life as a whole? Uh, well, you know, I, I don't, I've never had a real big incentive to do anything with regards to my recovery. But at that moment in time to come back this last time was my incentive was I didn't want to have to stay in a wheelchair. I, I mean, I, have to, I didn't want to be purchase a wheelchair. I was almost purchased at that point when I had to purchase the wheelchair. And, and uh, um, I didn't want to do I was, I was angry and um, humiliated about the fact that I'm 35. And the only reason I need a wheelchair is because I eat too much, you know, and then go to bed. Um, and um, I'm sorry, what was the second part of your question? Could you repeat that, Jess? Oh, she can't unmute herself. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, yeah. Oh, you're muted again. Uh, so the second part was, um, you know, what influenced you to keep coming back that time around and, and have your um, life transformed? Um, honestly, it was, it was the fellowship. You know, I hadn't felt like a person in a very long time. People came up to me and talked to me, even though I was 540 pounds, even though I was very belligerent, you know, they made me feel like a person, which I hadn't felt like in years, you know, um, my ego wouldn't allow me to come back to program because I had to be thin before I would allow myself to come back to overeaters anonymous, believe it or not. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was the catalyst that helped me to begin that process and and for sure in the beginning they 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 were my crutch they that's what helped me to keep coming back i wanted to see those faces in the, in the meeting great thank you so for our last question um i got a couple in the chat so the first one i got asks um how did you deal with hopelessness and how did the weight loss manifest um i dealt with hopelessness uh with my sponsor's help I knew that this wasn't going to work for me. I knew that, you know, when I, when you come into a meeting and you're the biggest person there, this obviously is, there's something that's, you know, more, I have a bigger issue than everybody else. Um, and, uh, I, I leaned on my sponsor, especially in the beginning to help me to, to overcome that, you know, so that I can find hope again.